Welcome to the Be Tween Podcast. This is where we encourage tweens to be bold, be honest, and be the best they can be. I'm Rylan. And I'm Rylan's Nana, Jill. And we are the hosts. And we're so glad you're here. Hey friends, we're back talking with Dr. Kathy Cook about how people are smart today. In our last episode, we learned about four of the eight smarts. Today, we're going to hear about the other four. Well, welcome back to the Between Podcast, Dr. Kathy. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Dr. Kathy, when you were a tween, what did you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to actually be a teacher. When I was younger than you, Riley, when I was a third grader, we went to Hawaii on a pretend field trip. I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was winter. It was cold. There was snow everywhere. And we packed a suitcase, took it to school, and pretended to live in Hawaii for a week. We turned the library into the beach. I remember still putting on our little beach towels and pretending to be in the beach. We did, you know, how many miles did did it take us to fly to Hawaii? What kind of food would we have eaten? We researched Hawaii. And I thought, this is so much fun. I want to do this when I grow up. And I became a teacher of second graders, thought I would do it forever, and then God moved me on. But that's such a fun question, because I have the greatest memories of being a kid. I loved being a child. I loved being a that's student. awesome. It was so much fun. Oh, no kidding. Wow. What a great teacher you had. Absolutely. I Teachers, you know what, my friend, they are underserved. They are underappreciated. Excellent teachers need our prayers and our support because it isn't easy. Uh, so, yeah, I, I had great memories as a kid. I love that. Rylan, what do you want to be when you grow up? I really want to be a soccer coach. Ah, a soccer coach. Or I want to be a digital artist. Ah, well, two very different things. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you could create digital art about soccer. I, I wonder. Are you a soccer player right now? <laughs> Yeah. Well, the season's <laughs> in, but yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy about soccer? Um, I just enjoy like having freedom and I can just kick around with the ball. Mm-hmm. That's yep. fun. You got a little you- compet. You got a little compet competition in there. You competitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you remember, Rylan, in the last episode, we talked about being picture smart, where children think with their eyes. Do you know that that helps you play soccer? Because if you're dribbling the ball down the field and you've got the goal in front of you and you want to kick the ball into the goal, you have to be able to see the angle that the ball would have to travel in order to make it into the goal, right? And you have to logically figure out how to angle your foot so that the ball will come off your foot at the right angle to make it into the net. So if you're an excellent soccer player, that's partly because you are probably picture smart. I never knew that. That's cool. Very cool. Wow. So Dr. Kathy, you wrote a book called The Eight Great Smarts. So we talked about part of the eight great smarts in our last episode. Can you catch our listeners up on the concept of being smart in different ways? Yeah, I'd love to do that. We have all eight. All of us have all eight. Um, Word, logic, picture, music, body, nature, people, and self. And we can be smart with our smarts 
or we can choose to not be smart and use them for damage, which is really a sad, but it is true that we can do that. And um, they come they're They're helpful in school. Of course, they're also helpful in life. They have a lot to do with what we enjoy and they also have a lot to do with what we do well. And I think, you know, again, for the kids listening, it's your responsibility to develop into who your creator intended for you to be. And part of that is discovering your smarts, which ones you have your joy in, which ones you want to get better at, who you could turn to to help you with that. I think it's very empowering, you know, because you know what, if we think we're stupid, then we don't, we don't show up. We, you know, we check out of life, if you will. But when you know that you're smart, then you listen and you learn and you study because you understand that perseverance and effort matters. And that's what I want for your generation, Rylan, is I want you to find out why you are the who you are and really rise up and, and be that. So in our last episode, we learned about being word smart, logic smart, picture smart, and music smart. There are four more, and I can't wait to hear about those today. Can you share those with us? I would love to do that. Let's start with body smart. And when we're being body smart, we think with movement and touch. So have you ever raised your hand in class because you had an answer, but then you couldn't remember what you were going to say if the teacher called on you? All the time. Oh, my goodness. That sometimes happens when you're body smart because maybe you're listening or you're watching a program or you're reading and your mind has an aha and your body responds. And so you raise your hand. You might even wave at your teacher. And then she calls on you and you're like, what? You know, and she's like, your hand is up. I didn't, I don't even remember that. That's, that's actually very common. Body smart people think with movement. We're told, you know, sit down, sit still. And we don't even know we're rocking. You know, when you're at home, when you're at school, you need to sit still, right? I mean, the reality is, if you're in a school and there's 17 other kids, you've got to be obedient because it's not about you and it's not about you being happy all the time. So we can learn because that's our choice to learn to be obedient, to sit still and to sit down. But I want to say to all you body smart kids who think with movement and touch, if you're at home studying, if you're at home memorizing math facts or practicing for a speech or working on your science vocabulary, maybe at home you pace in the hallway and you take one step per word or Maybe you actually shoot hoops in the driveway. And while you're doing that, you're rehearsing your speech. Those of us who are body smart, believe it or not, think with movement and touch. Athletics, art, sometimes of art like clay sculpture, drama, fixing a, a car when you get older. There's so many things that we can do that require that our body is active. And that's being body smart. Wow. You know what I was just thinking is even if somebody's in a traditional school environment, when they come home and they want to do their schoolwork, like they need to study for a test, if they know that body smart is one of their strongest suits, maybe they do their homework like you just suggested. Like they do jumping jacks to their spelling words or something like that. And it just helps them to remember. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what we're empowering children to do. You don't have to do it only when the teacher tells you to. If you know it works, then we can do it because it works and it, it is powerful. And you know what, Rylan, when kids who are listening to us try these things, like somebody might be listening going, jumping jacks, that wouldn't help me at all. Well, maybe it won't help you and that's fine, but don't dismiss somebody else who is able to be helped by that. That's again, the beautiful differences, right? And maybe somebody's listening and saying, well, I don't think it would help, but I'm going to try it in case it does help. Even something simple like a rocking chair can be a blessing to those of us who are body smart. Mm, yeah. That's good. Okay. What's the next one? 
Nature smart. When we are nature smart, and you know, Jill, I've been in your home. I've been at your home. You have a nature smart home. You are surrounded by beauty, and you have beauty in your home. You have landscaped. You have unusually landscaped. Mm. You you appreciate beauty, and that's being part of nature smart. When we're nature smart, we would rather be outdoors than indoors. And we actually think well outside. So with the swing set, the park bench, going for a walk as we're thinking through something. And we think with patterns. We have an eye to see the pattern, which is how we remember, hey, that's a bluebird, not a blue jay, because I remember where the blue goes on the wing or the body. And you guys, I can't do that to save my life. Now, I enjoy nature. Going to the zoo is one of my favorite things to do. I've been on safari in Africa. I'm so privileged. I enjoy animals, but I don't need to understand them. I don't like to study them. Mm. And that's the difference. And it's okay. Now, when you're young, I'm not giving you permission to say to your mother, well, I'm just going to like that. I don't want to get good at it. No, no, no. Your tween, (laughs) your job is still to learn all that you can in all the ways that you can. The advantage of growing up is then you discover your career and your hobbies and the way you want to serve the Lord and his people. And then you can decide, you know, I'm going to enjoy nature, but I don't need to really understand it. So if you want to get a bird watching book and remember what it is, that's great for you. Me, I'm just going to go to the zoo and have a good time. <laughs> and I know, Nana, you love your flowers and research them a lot. Uh, you're right. You are right. I do love my flowers. That's very important to me. And, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking, this is sometimes the way that we're smart may also be the way that we connect with God. Yes, I connect best with God at the ocean or in the mountains or even just outside in my yard. Yeah. I know of people who are nature smart who don't like it when their sanctuary has no, even a fake tree. I mean, no joke, because it just seems too, you know, bland to them. And and I totally respect that. I have good friends who would rather worship in the mountains than worship in a church service. And again, I don't judge that as being wrong. It's different and it's their way. So for you, Jill, Mm -hmm. things like God as creator is maybe a very important aspect of of God for you. So I'm going to ask you a question, Jill. When you were in school, did you enjoy nature? Was science something that you gravitated toward? Can you remember? Or is it something that lifted into you later in life? Yeah, I don't think it really was in uh, when I was in school. No. I mean, I did well in school in all subjects, but I think that's because I'm word and logic smart as well. But I think that nature smart developed more in my adulthood than anything. I, I love that, actually, because I think it gives everybody listening hope that, again, you know, we're not created just for school. We're created for life. And although, you know, the the academic, you know, through grade 12 and then post high school educational experiences, all that's great. But Ryland, we get to grow up and we get to live life and we get to discover more about God's creation as we live together and relate one with another. And so we're never finished. You know, I, I I don't think that my brain is finished. I think I could be more nature smart a month from now if I chose to invest in learning things from nature. Because our brain is a muscle and it keeps growing. But I love hearing that, Jill. That's really that's really fun to know that that love for mm-hmm. nature was inspired by something after school, even though you had that ability in school. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've never really thought about that till you just asked me. But yeah, definitely adulthood. So yeah, we, we are always learning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So body smart, nature smart, and people smart. 
What about yeah. people smart? Let's talk about that. People smart people think with other people. So we 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 have our own ideas, but they're often generated through discussion. Even what I just asked you, I asked you a question that you hadn't thought of before, which gave you a new insight. And my guess is that you're going to ponder that later. I bet you're going to tell your husband. I bet you're mm-hmm. going to think about, I wonder what it is that lit the nature smart ability within me. So this is a people smart example. And this is why doing things in small group is what people smart people might prefer. This is why I recommend the children tell their parents what they're learning in school. You know, if a parent loves you enough to say, what did you learn today? Tell them. If a parent loves you enough to say, what did you do in school? Don't say nothing. We know that's a lie. You know, step up to the plate, be a good kid and 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 love your parent by saying, dad, my favorite thing today or the most boring thing today or the most interesting thing today was, you know, X, Y, Z. And talk about it because when you talk about what's in your head, you get it out, you put it back in, you get it out, you put it back in, and you get other people to dialogue with you about that. It enriches your understanding. We were not created to live life alone. We were created to live life in community. It starts in our family and then school and church mm-hmm. is really important. So being teachable, being open, we're also the ones who can read body language really well. Those of us who are people smart can look at someone's face and tell if they're curious or confused. I bet, Rylan, I bet you can, my guess is that you can look at people and figure out if they're in a good mood or not. Like, can you walk into a classroom and tell if your teacher's in a good mood? All the time. There's something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just by how, yeah. Is it by how they're standing or maybe the look on their face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. I was going to say, that's a really good skill to have. I, I think this smart is actually maybe the most important smart because it helps me know who is safe, who is on my side. Are their words matching up with their body language? It's a very important smart. And one of the disadvantages of technology is that a lot of us are looking down at our devices so much that we're not learning how to read body language and eye contact So I think those of you who are listening who choose to honor each other with eye contact and and physically being present, you develop an ability to read body language. Like how many of us can figure out that mom is frustrated, so I'm going to go get her a a cup of coffee because it's going to bless mom before she asks for it, just because I can tell by looking at her that she's had a long day. So I'm not going to add to her discouragement. Like that's a beautiful thing that people, smart people are able to do. Mm, so it sounds like they're sensitive to other people. Yeah. That's a great word. And yes. tuned in, tuned in to what's going on with them. I like the word tuned in, like of that situation. Mm-hmm. Right. It does fit, Rylan. And here's the powerful thing. I can be tuned in and be kind and loving, or I can be tuned in and be not that way. Right. And this is where your heart mm-hmm. comes into play again, because I'm, I am people smart and I can tell that somebody's in a bad mood and I can decide, well, they're already in bad mood. I might as well make it worse. Now, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous, but I could do it. Right. Or I can see that they're in a bad mood and I can choose yeah. to give them space and time so that later we can have a better conversation. And that, again, is the choice that we make because we're going to be smart with our smarts. If my mom or dad has a bad mood, it's always dinner that cheers us all up because we have highs and lows and we share, we have to have more highs than a low than our day. Oh, I love that. So okay. We share that every night. 
I love that for you and that everybody does it. That's how you learn that we all have low moments or low days even, but it doesn't define us and it's not going to get us down. I love that for you. You're being raised well. That's great. All right. So we have body smart, nature smart, people smart. And the last one is self smart. People smart people get their joy from telling what they know. They love the conversation. So school is a pretty easy place for them to be. Self-smart people get their joy from knowing what they know and they go deeply inside of themselves and they have those aha moments, but they don't tell anybody and they might underperform in school. You know, you guys, thank you for listening to us. You know, you might have a great creative idea for a committee that you're on at school or your youth group or a new creative way to write a paper in your English class because you're self-smart and you think inside of yourself, share your ideas because other people will benefit from them. The disadvantage of self-smart people can sometimes be that they isolate and they don't think that they need community, but we all do. Uh, Self-smart people crave four things, Ryland, quiet, peace, privacy, and space. If you're listening and you crave peace, quiet, privacy, and space, you just want to be alone a lot, it's not necessarily that you're unfriendly or that you don't love your grandparents, but the self-smart part of you craves that need to separate. And so you need to, though, live in community. You need to not, I'm not giving you permission to say to your mother, I'm self-smart, leave me alone. Uh, (laughs) But what I'm saying is, that, you know, if you if you have a headache or if you're frustrated or if you find yourself being irritated quickly, it might be that the self-smart part of you is telling yourself to go spend five minutes alone in your room thinking about what you want to think about and then come back and choose a better mood. Yeah, I do that. And um, I stress out a lot and I have anxiety. So I go up to my room, I draw and I listen. I shuffle Christian music on my Alexa and yeah, it, it's really good for me. That is perfect. And I'm so proud of you for knowing what you can do to lift your mood. And what you just said was that you use your picture smart drawing and your music smart music and your love for God. And that is really wise. And what's really smart is for parents to not be afraid when you need to spend some time alone. Now, too much time alone and not talking to parents is not wise. And I think you know that. But when we have proven that we get fed in those moments of isolation, which is is true for a lot of people, then we need to let them do that. And this is where you can stand up for yourself. And I love that you've been able to do that, Rylan, and kind of step away and say, Mom, Dad, I need a few minutes alone. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Good. This is so helpful. Now that I'm hearing about this, I think I'm picture smart and music smart. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, you're all the smarts because Dr. Kathy has told us that you're all of them. But definitely I could see you love graphic novels. Yeah. And I have never thought about that being picture smart. But you're you're drawn to graphic novels. And that would definitely explain why mm-hmm. because of that. And you're really good at, at dancing. You love to do to pick up little dances. And that would definitely be... Music smart. And body smart. Probably. body smart. Body smart. kids who like music but Mm -hmm. can't coordinate their body to go with it are not as body smart. But if you are able to enjoy the music and then get your body to respond well, 
then you're also body smart. And I also know you're word smart or you would not be on this podcast with us today. (laughs) And you're asking questions, which means you're logic smart. And you're using my ideas, which means you're people smart. And you're having your own ideas, which means you're self smart. (laughs) So, Dr. Kathy, I have a question for you. How are you smart? Uh, Thank you. Um, My top two are word and logic. Uh, thinking with words and asking and answering questions. I get a lot of joy from helping other people solve problems and think things through. I'm people smart. I get great ideas from from conversation with even complete strangers. And then I would say music is probably number four. I have a fine a love for the talent that a musician has to have. I used to play many, many instruments and still enjoy it today for something that relaxes me, just like music relaxes you. So those are probably the top four. And then again, like we've said, I do have the other four. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is so helpful. Yeah. So I know you have an online assessment that you have one for adults, you have one for teens. And if somebody wanted to do the online assessment, they have to pick up the Eight Great Smarts book to get the code in it. Is that right, Kathy? That is true. And you can do it for any age. Um, If you're the adult teacher or parent, you can do it with your children in mind. We just don't think it's a good idea for kids to do it for themselves alone. Uh, Young kids, because I want them to know they have all eight. And my fear would be that a young child would do it without talking to a parent and might decide, oh, I'm not those other smarts. But in fact, we have all eight. So yes, if you choose to purchase eight great smarts, you get the code to the online assessment that you can use for yourselves and for your kids as many times as you want. So you could do it every you know, four or five months to see how a child has maybe grown and, or matured. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and the assessment is something I would recommend. I would also say this. What do you do in your spare time? We'll tell you a lot about how you're smart. <laughs> what you talk about when you talk will tell you a lot about what smart you're interested in in the moment. And believe it or not, what gets you into trouble? If you talk too much, if you doodle too much, if you make too much noise, if you move too much, if you spend so much time with your dog that you forget to do your homework, what we do to get us into trouble will often indicate what our smarts are that we've got to learn to have self-control for. So we don't need to use the assessment Mm. necessarily. We can simply... Think about what do we do in our spare time? What gets us into trouble? What do we enjoy talking about? What do we do well in school? And even what do we spend our money on? You know, if I gave Rylan, you know, $20 as a gift, you know, would you buy a graphic novel? Would you buy a set of gel pens? You know, you wouldn't buy something that was maybe more of a nature smart thing. And that'll tell us a lot too about how we're smart. Uh, That makes total sense. So, Kathy, where can people find you online? We are at CelebrateKids.com, and I would love them to find us there. And then we're all over this typical social media sites as Celebrate Kids Incorporated. And I'd love them to find us. That would be so fun. We'll make sure that we include some links to that in the show notes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Kathy. You are our very first guest on our podcast. I'm honored, and I loved it. You did a great job. Well, thank you for being our guest. You're very welcome, ladies. Thanks for joining us on the B-Train Podcast. Want to know when a new episode drops? Make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. Until next time, be bold, be honest, and be the best you can be.